Looking for the King, you Messiah. Following the star, shining brighter. Oh man, won't you help us if you can? He shook his head, pointed his hand, the new kid in town. And he's lying in a manger down the road. The new kid in town. But he's just another baby, I suppose. Heaven knows there's a new kid in town here in Bethlehem. I see you travel far, very travel.
so ladies, please remember that. Ladies, do dirty Santa. Like I said, or she'd have told me. But Linda reminded me. Ladies, please remember that. And if you're watching this, you want to participate. Bring, I guess, with brunch foods. And, uh, and y'all have a good time. And so y'all remember that. 10 o'clock next Saturday. Uh, take your Bibles. Turn to Matthew chapter 22. Matthew chapter 22. I've uh, had a message, and I was trying to stay in the book of Ephesians, and I started on one, didn't get done with it, it led me to a different different place to go, and, you know, it, it's, and it's, it changed numerous times as I started doing it. In chapter 22, Jesus tells a parable, and I want to look at this parable this morning, the parable of the wedding, and, it, and he says, Jesus answered, because they, uh, they the, they had wanted to lay hands on but look we back up so the, the chief priests and the Pharisees heard his parables they perceived that he spake of them and when they sought to lay hands on him they feared the multitude because they took him for a prophet so they he's answering their 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 anger and he says this Jesus answered and spake of them again by parables and said the kingdom of heaven is like and to a certain king which made a marriage for his son and sent forth his servants to call them that were bidden to come to the wedding and they would not come. Again, he sent forth other servants saying, tell them which are bidden, behold, I have prepared my dinner, my oxen, my fatlings are killed and all things are ready, come unto the marriage. But they made light of it went their ways, one to his farm, another to his merchandise. The remainder took his servants and treated them spitefully and slew them. But when the king heard thereof, he was wroth, and he sent forth his armies and destroyed those murderers and burned up their city. Then he said to his servants, The wedding is ready, but they which were bidden are not worthy. Go ye therefore into the highways, and as many as ye shall bind, bid them to this marriage. So the servants went out to the highways and gathered together all as many as they found, both bad and good, and the wedding was furnished with guests. I'm going to stop right there. I want to tell them basically describe the history of Israel. And how God had to chastise me. He said, but now I sent out to everybody. Now, if you went to a wedding feast in the old days, it was kind of simple. You you didn't have to worry about what am I going to wear. And, and I'm going to say this morning when black or blue on somewhere. Bless your heart. That's all I can get the memo. But I noticed that. I said, man, we, uh, we, I picked a good Sunday. God gave me a great sermon. When I look out, I saw all the black shirts, saw the blue shirts. And, and people not wearing them. They got black on somewhere. I said, hey, this is perfect. We're all kind of dressed alike this morning. And, and you think when you went to one of the, the, these marriages, it was the, 
the responsibility of the 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 bride's family to provide dress they dressed you you didn't have the head guy of the wedding who dressed right that everybody was entertained all they needed so they went they they went to enjoy and it you didn't have to worry about anything because everything was provided for you you just had to accept the invitation as we see there were some that was offered the invitation to come to the wedding and they didn't do it but here he said they finally had to go out and just find people and i like how it said it, it said it was the they found both good and bad it didn't matter who it was as long as they can and it said in verse 11, it said, And when the king came to see the guest, he saw there a man which had not on wedding garments. So there was this one guy out of the whole who didn't put on the wedding garment. And he said to him, Friend, how camest thou hither not having a wedding garment? He was speechless. Then said the king to the servants, Bind him hand and foot, and take him away, and cast him out in the outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth, for many are called, but few are chosen. You hear that? Like, many are called, but few are chosen. See, and if you realize one thing, he's talking about salvation is one of the things in here. He's talking to people who ought to know about God, but they don't. And, and, and in today's society, there's a lot of people who claim they know, but they don't. And see, the way God can tell is by what they're wearing. Because what's in here shows on the outside. You, you think it, it's, I, I've, I've heard uh, and, and I realize it's true that the longer you stay married, the more you look alike. So one of these days, I'm going to be pretty because my wife is. But until that time, I just got to kind of dress like her. But it's funny, we, we get up and, and sometimes I'll say, what you wear? Good luck with that. But this morning, we got up. She was talking about yellow, blue, yellow, blue. I didn't have my shirt picked out and ironed, and, and it was blue. So I'm glad we kind of matched. I did have a, I said, well, I'm good. I do got a blue and yellow tie just in case. Because she, we like to, we, I, it's not her, it's me. I like to match. That way I do look better. But the king, but Jesus knows he don't have to worry about what you put on on the outside because what's in here comes to the outside. And so he said, I know who's dressed and I know who's not. And, and I thought about this. I said, you know, sometimes are we properly dressed? Have you ever gone somewhere and you're not dressed proper? You ever had that happen to you? Either you're overdressed or you're underdressed. So I want to talk this morning about what you're wearing. And I, I think the, the worst things to do is you put on some clothes and you get somewhere and all you see a spot. Anybody ever had that happen besides me? And it feels like it's just glowing and pulsing. 
And everybody's going, look at that guy. He's got this big grease spot. How'd he go out the house like that? And sometimes I get the thing, I said, you know, when God looks at us, he sees the truth. And I said, I have on as a child of God might be like it. You might have a spot, they're stained. And a lot of times our stains that we have, is it stained with unconfessed sin in our life? You know, unconfessed sin is sin that where we hide in our hearts. Confessing to God and asking for forgiveness or even repenting is something that we just continue to do. What's wrong, but we do it anyway. Now, I know ain't nobody here got that going on in your life. I know you ain't got a, an issue that you deal with. Maybe, you know, it's how you speak. Maybe it's thoughts in your minds. Maybe it's just something, you know, nobody else knows about it. I get away with it. The people at church don't know. You know, uh, I don't do it out front. This is, it's okay. We make all kind of excuses. But let me tell you a secret. Sin is sin and God sees it. And the Bible tells we're not to have any unconfessed sin between us and God. See, it's a, it's a, sin's a problem that can't be hidden. Given and washed away by the blood of Jesus Christ. But the only way you can do that is if you humble your hearts and acknowledge it and bring it to Christ. Sometimes, you know, uh, I worked on a car a while back and, and I told y'all this once before when I was changing the oil, I reached up and changed the filter. I was laying Where me? Oh no, no washing gonna get that stuff out. I still got the t-shirt, but you can't see it because I wear it under my other shirt. But guess what? It's stained. Through you get it from everybody else. But if you got unconfessed sin in your life, it's like that T-shirt. It's there, and God can see it. Been there. That everybody. But I want to hang on to the. I'll tell you one of one of my sins I had when when for a long time I used to smoke. Well, when Bree was born, Julie told me, you got to quit. So I did when I was at home. All of her life, the smell wasn't. Now, when Trent was born, Lord got on to me, and I said, okay, I'm putting him away. And I told her I quit smoking. She said, you quit smoking years ago. No, baby, I lied to you. Needless to say, I didn't go over well. I felt so much better once I finally did what I said I was going to do. Let me ask you a question. How many of you got something in your life you're hiding from everybody else? God knows. Because it's there and it becomes a problem 
as David said in, in Psalms. He said, if I regard the iniquity of my heart, the Lord will not hear me. I think Isaiah put it best, though, in Isaiah chapter 1. Verse 15, where he says, come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. God says, I can forgive you of those sins. I can wash them away. Come to me and you got to be willing and obedient and then you'll be blessed because our relationship will be restored. You realize that that, that sin in your life is causing your relationship with God not to be what it ought to be? You know what the sorriest person in the world is? A person who has problems between him and God. It's not God, it's you. You know, sometimes those sins are stained because we've fallen into temptation. Kind of like Jesus told the disciples when he asked them to pray, and he said, watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. The spirit is willing, but then what did he say? But the flesh is weak. It's easy to have sin. It's hard to, to watch. It's hard, as, as the disciples realized, to stay awake and watch. See, we, we tend to fall spiritually asleep when you fall spiritually Things are gone places you knew you shouldn't go. You knew you shouldn't be around. I'll be proud of me. Uh, we had the kids, so uh, it was Genesis, and, and, and we went downtown, and we went after we went to the store, Now, the thing is, I got them a donut. The hard, uh, for a fat boy who likes donuts, who can't have them no more, that was the biggest torture I'd ever gave myself to sit in that thing and watch everybody come in their hand. And I just sat there. I said, well, I didn't fall into temptation. See, sometimes it's hard because everybody else is doing it. It's hard because the flesh is weak. Sin can stay garments because temptation can overcome you. The only way temptation won't overcome you is if you're guarding your heart, if you're watching and you're awake spiritually as Christ told us to be. Watch, he said. Watch, he said. Maybe, maybe you've got a, a, a problem is that your garment is one that you swap. Here at church, you're okay. But you're kind of like a chameleon, you know, you can change that thing out. Bob. Maybe I've ever heard the story of Bob. Bob lived in the land of coats. Wore a coat. Bob's mom. Kind of like this. And so when Bob was 
and bottom. We put on another color, it was yuck bottom. Everybody outside was wearing yellow, and they looked at Bob and his yuck Bob. So Bob got all upset. Hear that? So he ducked in a store and he bought a blue. He bought a yellow coat. He didn't want to get rid of his blue one because Mama liked blue. So he put the yellow one over the blue one. And he walked outside and everybody said, "Yay, Bob!" Well, Bob went to a company. Walked in and the, the owner of the company said, "Yuck, Bob." We don't like yellow. Here we all wear green. So Bob went right quick, got a green coat. He put it over his yellow coat, which was over his blue coat. Bob got really good at changing. He could wear the green, yellow. Let me tell you a secret. If you're, it's going to show. See, if you're more concerned about the world, let me ask you. See, the Bible tells us we, 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 we should be doing the opposite of what a lot of people say. Being doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving yourself. Us would, would, would rather deceive ourselves just so we can be popular, just so we can fit in. The end of the Bob story, man, that didn't have a So they brought, I can get you a coat so you can fit in. Bob says, the man said, no, I don't. Bob was the world. See, some of the problems in they want to come to church and fit in. Then they want to go into the world and fit in. You can't do both. The Bible tells us, you know, look, 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 listen. You, you got to make a a decision. It, it's like this, you know. Ball game. They either wore blue and orange, or they wore Red and white. You couldn't go in and paint the decision. So, you know, it's the same way in life. You got to decide, are you going to follow Jesus or you going to follow the world? Jesus told us this in Luke chapter 16, verse 13. He said, no man can serve two masters for that he will either. You cannot serve God and man. You can't pretend to serve God on Sundays and live like the world on Monday. You're either.
So, child of God, if you're pretending to be something else during the week, you need to realize, what am I in here? Because maybe there's an issue with your salvation. Well, well, preacher, you can't say that. I went down, I said a prayer. You can say all the prayers you want until you no good. It is a life-changing thing when you ask Jesus into your heart. Christians perfect? No. We'll go out. We'll put on a coat. You should win out. So if you if your coat's one that you change, maybe you need to get the right one. Sometimes you you might get it, your your coat might be kind of wrinkled. know that works they are neither hot nor cold you ever think about that how many of us more we're not hot we're not cold we're we're just kind of just just out there the 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 problem with lukewarm christian is that they don't see the truth a lukewarm christian has gotten to where all they see but see is it, 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 it like this how many so I look good to take a picture of you and you go Ooh. see when you hold yourself in the mirror a lot of times you see what you want to see when you see what everybody else sees you go Ooh. and, and that, that's the thing is a lukewarm Christian only They're lifeless. Their 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 clothes are. I will spew you out of my mouth because you're not. We we don't see the truth that as a child of God that 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 we should love Him with all of our heart, all of our mind, all of our soul. To this, He said, "He that is not with me is against me." And he that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. When I read those things, I said, do you realize how many lukewarm Christians? And if you're not with Christ, what did that just say? Then you're against me. I said, but oh, but preacher, I'm saying. How many people are you pushing away because of your lukewarmness? How many times God wanted to do something with you, but you don't want to do it because, well, that would mean I'd have to get involved. You want to know one of the number one reasons people don't want to go to church? Because if I go, I might have to do something. I can really get pulled out, but but what if he called me to be a missionary? Well, like that, he probably. And if he does, don't worry. Your heart. One Christian, you got to worry. Well, I don't want to do. It. I, I've never seen it in the Bible where God says, "I want you to be a pew sitter." So, well, preacher, that's all I can do. I'm old. I'm tired. I'm wore out. You can pray. They have this. Where's that? 
You can talk, so I can't talk to people. You send text. Text everybody on you, you if you can text. Uh, there's some people don't need text because they can't spell. I'm one of them. Text everybody and say, invite them to church. Tell them about Jesus. Send out a verse. They'll either block you or they'll do something with it. Walking through Walmart the other day, I saw They saw me. Hey, fastest I've ever seen move. And you can see the look on their eyes. Oh, it's him. I've done told them a million times, we're coming back. I promise you, once this is all over with, we're coming back. And I figured it out. They're waiting. Till we see each other in heaven because this ain't going to be over with until he comes back to get us. We got more lukewarm Christians. Now, does that mean that I'm on fire all the time? No, I saw more. Door not. Question is, you going to answer and let them in? And you hit two fellowship and you get out of there? Straighten out, and you become what he wants you to do. Just need to do is get good pressing. Well, fourteen. Well, that's a hard one, isn't it? Say, God, keep the sins from me. He says, Then I shall be upright, and I shall be innocent. My heart be acceptable in your sight. Oh Lord, my strength, my redeemer. You ever thought about that? Just say, hey Lord, I need a little help. I, I, need, to, I need to get away from the sins that caused me to fall. So maybe what you need is a good ironing today. Let God put on a fresh robe. Maybe what you got on is the wrong coat today. Be like wearing a fur coat in the middle of the summer. They grab Because it felt pretty good. The day you wished you had a a, a a fur because it's cold. What was I thinking? I remember wore jackets because it'd be cold in the morning, hot in the afternoon. I'd leave that thing at school and have to go get another one because it was cold. You know, a lot of times in our life we we put on the wrong thing at the wrong time. We, we don't do what God wants us to do. You know, it, it's like this, you know, some of us, we put on the wrong thing and, and we don't. You got to know who you are. If you don't know who you are, ask God. Say, God, what is it you want me to do? You know, the Bible tells us the Spirit itself bears witness to our spirit. 
Do you know? Because God will tell you. So my question this morning is, was or is your God garment spotless? For the Lord, and I promise you everybody will, because the Bible tells us to him and giving him a name. Every knee should bow of things in heaven and things of earth and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. You know, that's not happening. And everybody will stand before him. So what are you wearing? You see, there was a one in the, the crowd that wasn't dressed right. He out the dress was not the one who stopped the guy. The guards not the one who stopped the guy. It was the king because the king knew the truth. You can hide from us. You can lie to us. You can be all kind of things, but God knows the truth. It was too late for him. He didn't belong. He chose not to accept the gift. Listen to how it says. It says, for many are called, but few are chosen. He didn't choose. Revelation 19, verse 7 through 9 says, let us be glad and rejoice. Made herself ready. And to her was granted that she made a fine linen for the blessed are they which are called into the marriage of the Lamb. And he said unto me, These things are true sayings of God. So the invitation's been given. In Isaiah 61 10 and this is the last verse it says I will greatly rejoice in my soul shall be joyful in my God me with righteousness and salvation he has covered me with the robes of righteousness as the bridegroom decketh himself with ornaments and the bride adorns herself with jewels Not what I do is what he See, the biggest thing is I chose. I've not always been true. There's been times I took those robes of righteousness when got them muddy, but guess what? The blood of Christ can wash anything away. So how are you clothed this morning? Only you know. Jesus knows. Every head bowed, every eye closed we come to you. Father, as we come into the season
where it comes so apparent as to who you are. Lord, as we, we enter into December to celebrate your birth, that gift that you gave. Father, let us, as your children, check ourselves to see if we're worthy. If we're dressed correctly for the season that's to come. Because, Father, as the world comes and it brings its worldliness into your birthday and tries to, to take people's eyes off you and on to other things, let us be that light that shines, that people can see the truth. But, Father, it begins with each one of us in our hearts. So, Father, right now, let us see us as you see us and have your way in this invitation. In the Lord's name I pray. Amen. As you stand to your feet, we're going to sing page. 113. 
I love somebody who's not ashamed, who'll come down and pray. Somebody who's got the garments on right. And y'all remember Miss Nell and all the other So glad we had Chess get together today. Amen. And God did it. I hope pray you have a blessed and wonderful week. Ladies, y'all remember the, the brunch next Saturday. We made it to, to this one. Last wonderful week. Good chance. Those that are not here, give them a call. Tell me this. Last I'm looking for our best deals on the new iPhone. Oh, for me, <laughs> I shouldn't have.